0: Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Warner Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Witter Jr. Show, everybody. Broadcasting live from the city of Chicago. The beautiful, uh, Chicago. Uh, we're on the lakefront here, so we're on the north side. So we're on the lakefront, front, and it's beautiful 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 a little cool as as um it is when you're practically living on the lakefront it's cool um further inland it's a lot warmer but unfortunately (laughs) my studio is not further inland it's further north uh, near the lakefront just about on the lakefront actually and it's fun it's 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 a great time in america i think um my guest is Judy Woodruff, Woodruff, not the Jody Woodruff. What I'm saying, I'm thinking about the lady on uh, from P, from PBS, Judy Woodruff, you know Woodruff. But this is Jody Woodruff, okay? Who knows? It Might be her daughter. Who cares? Who knows? Or some kind of relative? Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, um, hate lies have no homes here on the George Wilder Jr. Show, making the world a better place one show at a time. We're still trying, folks. And I think we're going to get there. Just hang in there. (laughs) Do everything with love in your heart. Use what talents you have to make the world a better place. And I'm like Michael Jackson. Remember that song, Man in the Mirror? If you want to make the world a better place, go look in the mirror. Basically what he's saying is it takes each and every one of us to make the world a better place. You know? Uh, The man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, you know, uh, it takes each and every one of us. Vote blue. Always vote blue. All right. Leave comments, folks, on this page. If you can, leave a comment or something. You know, a lot of people don't leave comments. It doesn't mean that they do not want to leave comments. It's just something that maybe slips their mind here or there. But if you um, can remember or if you want to, if it's up to you, if you want to leave comments, I've asked people to go and review a lot of my books online. A lot of people don't review the books online, but that doesn't mean that they're not downloading or buying a book. A lot of people can't can't review. I mean, they they don't know how to review. It doesn't mean that they're stupid or dumb. It's just something that they don't do or they don't know how to do. Uh, it, it's understanding. It, it's understanding. I'd rather have no review than have <laughs> a bad review, you know. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Jody Woodruff. Woodruff on the George Wilder Jr. Show, and as always, commentary. Uh, Jody's going to be talking about if she uh, doesn't forget that she has a uh, she's been booked today. She's going to be talking about agency, free agency in football. That's that's pretty decent. That's okay. You know, we can all learn something. (laughs) Free agency in football, but now football is entangled uh, with Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump is really, really uh, doubling down on on uh, African-American athletes. This is not about the flag. It's not about the anthem. It's not about kneeling. It's about Donald Trump being pissed off because I think back in the 70s, uh, the NFL didn't let him in. So he's pissed off, and, and it's race, it's race. Uh, Donald Trump, I think, pardoned, not too long ago, pardoned an African-American woman, took her out of jail, you know, for her crimes that she truly committed. And now she's praising Donald Trump. Uh, and I actually believe the reason why Donald Trump pardoned this African-American, uh, the reason why Donald Trump pardoned, this African-American woman is because he's trying to prove to the world that he's not a racist. Uh, He's going to have to do more than that (laughs) to prove that he's not a racist because every day of his life in the white house and even outside of the white house, Donald Trump has proven just that to be a racist. So partnering this African-American woman who is so thrilled to be out of jail she's kissing Donald Trump's feet but we know that Donald Trump doesn't give a damn about her or anybody he partner he partnered uh i think he's just personally i think Donald Trump is uh, abusing his powers he's trying to say he's done more in a in a year and a half or two than any other president in the United States. He's done more to wreck this country. If he's talking in that frame of uh, uh, mind, uh, he's done more to wreck it, abusively, abusing his power, you know, and uh, thinking he king and, and emperor. All righty, uh, And everything. I mean, it's, it's just Awful, I think. But you know what? Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're going to try and sort it all out, folks. And for all you graduates out there who are graduating today, tomorrow, next week, hey, I mean, uh, the George Wilder Jr. Show has got to tell you congratulations on all you graduates. Whether you're graduating from kindergarten to first grade or high school to college or high or college to university, for your university, congrats to everybody. Because you know what? Celebrations are are abound. Celebrations are all over. I mean, I'm sitting in my studio, and I'm seeing all kinds of young people walking around in their uh, graduations gown, cap and gown. This is awesome. And I'm gonna say it again: congratulations to all of you guys out there, you know, that are graduating around June 2018, maybe some some in July. But I know there's been graduations. Uh, held in may and this is june as as the recording of the show and i want to say once again congrats to all of you guys out there i mean i think this is just great uh i mean you you did it there's no doubt about it you did it you've done it and i'm pretty sure the parents out there are just so proud of their children uh leaving high school going to college, leaving college, going to a four-year university for a career, not a job, but a career. And that has to say a lot. And I want to, once again, the George Wilder Jr. Show wants to thank all of those folks, say congrats to the kids who are making it in the world, who's going to take over everything, and maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe in some way, um, make the world a better place. We'll be right back.
1: election night in america on the most Im- it is election night in america on the most important primary nights so-
2: people are fucking nuts this country is full of nitwits and assholes you ever noticed that oh my goodness yes oh my goodness right Yeah. Nitwits, assholes, fuck-ups, scumbags, jerk-offs, and dipshits. And they all vote. They all vote. Yeah. In fact, sometimes you get the impression they're the only ones who vote. You can usually tell who's been doing the voting by looking at the fucking election returns. Man, it sure ain't me. The all president right George. finally broke
3: his silence on stormy daniels this week and he told reporters he didn't know his lawyer michael cohen gave the adult film star $130,000 before the election to keep her from talking about the alleged affair do
4: you know about the $130,000 payment
5: to stormy
4: daniels no no why did michael cohen make it if we ground
5: well you have to ask
6: michael cohen michael's my an attorney, and you'll have to ask Michael O'Connor. You know he got the money to that
7: no, I don't
3: know. No. The president's attorneys are asking for more time to respond to Stormy Daniels' lawsuit. Her attorneys argue the hush agreement is void because Trump did not sign it. Let's discuss this with my legal experts, Avery Freeman, a civil rights attorney and law professor, joining us from Cleveland. Good to see you. And Richard by Herman, Frederica. a New York criminal defense attorney and law professor, joining us from Las Vegas. Good to see you as well.
1: Hey,
7: Rico.
3: Okay, so Avery, you first. The president claims he knew nothing about the payoff to Stormy Daniels by commenting on this scandal, even by saying no, he didn't know. Does he open up any new legal issues for him?
6: he opened up a legal pandora's box, Frederica. I mean, I can't imagine how many times his lawyers probably told him, this is something we're not going to talk about because if you make a comment, you're falling into the trap of having to have your deposition taken. And that's exactly what is going to happen now because when he says, "Well, why don't you just ask my lawyer about it? Talk to Michael Cohen about it." I mean, not only is Cohen under the bus, he's being dragged along the interstate. So <laughs> From the standpoint of the marital relationship, the standpoint of the pending litigation, the standpoint of his stature as president and his role in the world community, that one word, no, I didn't know anything about it, has opened up an enormous number Hmm. of avenues in terms of legal actions.
3: Well, Richard, listen to how Stormy Daniels' attorney says the president's comments
6: did indeed help their case. It's like Christmas and Hanukkah all rolled into one. Uh, You can't have an agreement if one party claims they knew nothing about one of the principal terms of the agreement. So the president has just shot himself in the foot, uh, thrown his attorney basically, uh, Michael Cohen, under the bus in the process, put him in dire straits with the State Bar of New York, because according to the president now, Mr. Cohen was negotiating this agreement and doing this all on his own without consultation with the president.
3: So, so there now is more imagery of, you know, Michael Cohen and the highway and all of that, as you put it. You know, Avery, so Richard, you know, uh, is he making a, a good point? Does this only kind of make it worse uh, and for Trump, but then simply make it better uh, for Stormy Daniels' team?
1: Fred, the, tr- the president is so unprepared and so unprofessional, when they hit him with that question, he was caught off guard. He didn't mean to answer that question, but he couldn't help himself. That's right. So he reflects He said no speak to my attorney he didn't want to answer that they told him never answer this question like don't think of the color red he just can't help himself so he did it so it should have been more of a no
3: comment but his perhaps the president is thinking by saying no I don't know know, is not giving any information
1: but you say right. just He the says opposite. I didn't know did. about the payment to her, which means Avenatti's right. If he didn't know about the payment, he didn't know about the agreement. He didn't know about the right. the the, <clears> the, <throat> the the provisions in the agreement, the representations and warranties in the agreement, the purpose of the agreement. If he didn't know about any of that stuff, then there is no agreement. There is no arbitration clause. Mm-hmm. There is no agreement. It's null and void. And Avenatti has the ammunition now to make that motion to have this agreement deemed null and yeah. void, mm-hmm. and he do it. He shouldn't play around. He shouldn't play cute. That's that's the relief they sought to have this agreement knocked out. He has it now in spades. And as far as Trump's attorney goes, you know, there's there's reality and then there's insanity. So the reality is, 10 days before the election, the Access Hollywood tape comes out. They want to protect Trump from any more crazy Mm -hmm. news like this. So they move to shut her up. They all get together and they do that. That's the reality of it. The Uh, insanity is that that wow. the attorney, without discussing it with Trump, mortgaged his house for $130,000 to yep. shut without her around without, away. without the point right. it's, it's so, absurd, Brad, it's So scary. then,
3: Avery, what's insignificant is the whole, you know, alleged relationship. But what's significant potentially is, just as Richard said, you know, days before uh, the election, that this different. leads to the possible campaign contributions, this mm-hmm. gift, you know, quote unquote, you know, from a Michael Cohen. But how does this... Help substantiate that potentially.
6: Well, not only that, you've got the Federal Elections Commission, you've got the Justice Department. What's the explanation? Mr. Cohn worked for the Trump Organization. If you're going to do something on your own, you have to get permission from your boss. There are ethics rules that one has to comply with. So he goes out and does it. What's the explanation? He's like a five year old with his hand in the cookie jar. He came up with an illogical explanation, and it's going to trigger an investigation. There are both civil and criminal implications of that, Frederica. So that's another aspect of it that is very, very troubling.
3: Hmm. Uh, So Michael Avenatti, the the attorney, you know, said that they're going to refile a petition to depose Trump. Sure. Uh, Richard, likely to happen?
1: Yeah, under the National Arbitration Act, he's going to get that ability to do that, and uh, the judge will order it this time around. Uh, Michael Cohen, if he doesn't already have a relationship with the Grievance Committee, Disciplinary Committee in the state of New York, he's going to now, because you can't do these mess. things on behalf of a client without advising right. them about it. So mm-hmm. he's got problems with that, Fred. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just preposterous. What a tangled web we weave and first we practice deceive that's what's going on here it's 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 beyond juvenile the way they handle this and now it's, going it's to serious it's it's it may be juvenile but it's very retroning.
6: very serious avery yeah. yes that? it's very serious i mean the, the yeah, bottom is. line is is michael is going to have a a legal proceeding mm-hmm. uh, a number of them and of course mr trump will too so we're just at the beginning of something that's going to continue to unwind. And every time Mr. Trump opens his mouth on mm-hmm. this, we learn something new, and it seems to get more and more complicated. So I, I think we're just at the beginning. I, I agree with the Wall Street Journal. People are not taking this serious, mm-hmm. uh, seriously. This could be the beginning of the end, as the Journal said. That would not be surprising here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. And one right other there. thing,
1: Fred. Just just conjecture, because right. I don't know this for a fact, but. Trump seemed quite concerned about mm. the timing of when the Stormy Daniels thing erupted and by the way it was 5 years sure. ago yeah. not like 10 sure. days before the election they did nothing in 5 right. years to shut right. her up right. but
3: it was the dormant until a, it wasn't
1: yeah there may be a prenuptial agreement okay. and there may be provisions in there that are mm-hmm. going to be, have an adverse effect on Trump we'll now see. if oh, he's that's another pulling issue, around. right so we it's will conjecture. It there, I gentlemen. don't know this, but it could be. So let's right. see how this unfolds, folks.
3: Richard Herman, Avery Freeman, right, thanks. thanks so much. Go. We never have
0: go, enough time go, for Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta, <laughs> gotta go, gotta go. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the George Walter Jr. show is on the air, and Michael Avenatti calls for an abs- calls absolute pig, Rudy Giuliani, to be fired for his comments. I doubt it. I doubt if Rudy is going to be fired for his comments. And his comments are that uh, Stormy Daniels, to Stormy Stormy Daniels, if you're going to sell your body for money, (laughs) you just don't have a reputation. So they're calling for him to be fired for that. But I doubt it because I think the entire Trump administration probably agrees with pig Rudy Giuliani. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. show on uh, Black Talk Radio, and once again, I want to say congrats to all those graduates around the country, especially around here. I mean, you see so many people graduating from high school, uh, going to college. So many people graduating from college, going on to a four-year university. It's beautiful. I mean, they're not after a job; they are after a career. Wow, and you have to applaud them and it's just wonderful to see that including my son he's he's graduating and uh we're proud of him we are so proud of him i mean you know that he stuck in there and uh um uh, and and is now graduating you know i i always knew he could do it but i don't know about other people but i i always knew he could do it because i was always there with him to make sure he did it <laughs> and boy it was hard Uh, listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show is, should be a requisite for everybody. (laughs) All right. Uh, we're broadcasting out of the city of Chicago to see who this is. I have a feeling I know. All right. You're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Go right ahead.
2: Hi, my name is Jody Woodruff. I have a interview with you at, at 630.
0: I know. I know. I I have your name right here, Jody Wood. And you're going to be, um. Let me see if I can't grab this. You're going to be talking about free agency and football?
2: That's right, free agency and pro football.
0: Uh, all right. Give everybody a a, a, a a small bio and just start telling us about it, you know.
2: Um, my name is Jody Woodruff. I've written mm-hmm. a book called Free Agency and Pro Football and I have another one coming mm-hmm. out called NFL Free Agency. Um it's okay. it's about uh free agency and pro football what that means people don't know what free agency means because there's two different types of free agents. there's a free agent that roams around that's not entailed by a team and there's free agency and pro football what that means is a team can lock in a player absent a contract for a certain period of time according to the collective Mm -hmm. bargaining agreement it used to be Mm -hmm. the whole time and now it's because of the court cases that have been filed, which is what my book goes into. It is now down to four seasons that they can be locked into a team, even though they don't have a contract with the team. They still have to play for that team. That's called restricted free agency. So free agency means okay. the opposite. That means that they are free to market themselves to the highest bidder, and they don't. Once their contract has expired. Um, yeah. I went to the University of Cincinnati, and uh, went to law school there. And I went to Mankato State University for my undergrad, which was in Minnesota. It's a small school in Minnesota. So I, I do appreciate your comments about college because I think college is very important, and I do love it. And I just think that the experience has been wonderful, going to school and getting that education has been great. And I, and I and, and suggest strongly that all people go to college if they can because it really is a worthwhile experience.
0: Yeah, but yeah, if I can uh, talk about high school for a minute, I, I mean, grammar school or public schools in general, uh, a lot of kids aren't graduating from public schools. I mean, every year they're graduating from public schools, but I, I actually do not think public schools are giving our kids a well-rounded education. I just don't think that. And I've had a kid going to public schools for years, and I just don't see something's wrong there. I mean, I don't think they're getting the education that they once uh, used to get when they were attending public schools. I, I do think public schools are going down the sewer. Uh, for one thing, with this administration, is going down the sewer a lot, a lot faster. But generally, I don't think public schools are giving the kids, uh, grammar school and high school, I don't think they're giving the kids a well-rounded education because there's so many things that they're not teaching. There's, so, I mean, they don't even use notebook paper anymore. I mean, there is no <laughs> reason to, to go out and buy school supplies anymore. Can you believe that?
2: That's crazy. There's no
0: reason to do it. It, it. It's true. They don't even have books. They don't have homework. They don't have reading assignments coming home. I mean, when the kid get home, they have no nothing to do. So they go outside and they roam around because they, the, the school gives them nothing to do after school. Maybe, a, uh, but nothing to do once they get home. So that's my gripe with public schools. And uh, especially with all the shootings that, that are going on in public schools, I think that a lot of parents, a matter of fact, I know that a lot of parents are taking their kids out of public schools because they don't want their teachers or their principals carrying guns, which is what is happening now. Any thoughts?
2: That's terrible. Uh, well, I think I think that's a terrible situation, and I, I I think the school systems, the the people I work with that are in the school systems, it seems like at least in Minnesota, it's going well. They are taking college courses in high school, and they're well well beyond calculus now. Whereas when I was in when I was in high school, we couldn't even take calculus. So I I think that from what I've seen it's it's good, but that's because Minnesota values education and they tend to have a high education yeah, yeah. system. So I'm probably getting a skewed position.
0: Yeah, uh, some some states do not. Some states and some cities do not value education. They just don't give a damn. It's just a place to throw the kids. Right. <laughs> and right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they're they're not teaching history or or uh, you know. Uh, history i mean nothing about history there's nothing about slavery there's nothing anymore i mean two plus two does not equal four anymore in some of these schools it's like a long division problem to find the answer you know oh, no. uh and and yeah uh some of the schools two plus two is not four or four plus four and is not eight anymore it's, it's like a a long division problem to find the answer which is different from what we all learned growing up, that two foot I, I just think it's just awful. And I'm so glad my kid is getting out of it because I just think going down uh, the tubes, especially with That's the- That's bad. I mean, I don't think teachers teach what they want to teach. They teach what the state wants them to teach to kids. You know? right. And I've talked to a lot of teachers at school and you know what? They agree with me they agree with me. Yeah. They, they, they're too afraid to talk about it themselves while they're on the job, but they actually agree with me and to, to saying that the education uh, given to children are, are not that, uh, um, it's not that good anymore. You know, it, it's just not. And I, I see it every day in my son. I said, where's your homework? No homework. I go out and buy him school supplies. None of it's only the only thing he's using probably is the pencils and the ink pens the paper the folders this is that's just nothing you know and I, i'm pissed off about that but you know i mean but at least he's <laughs> getting out of there now so and how do we get on this we were talking about your book <laughs> we were about talking about and
2: school that you were talking we, about We were when talking I came about uh,
0: free agency and football but now you know what i mean how do you uh I mean, people are talking about boycotting football. They're talking about not watching. They're talking about not going to the games. They're saying that they're pissed off at the president for putting his fingers into the mix. And basically, it's about not kneeling the anthem and all this kind of the flag. And we all know that President Donald Trump doesn't give a damn about the flag because he disrespects the flag every day. So people are saying that it's racism and they're uh talking as if and i'm online i i talk to people all the time and they're saying they're gonna just uh boycott the game uh not watch not go i mean if you think about it viewership for football is down anyway for the sport even though it's america's number one sport but it's down viewership is down and it's gonna from what i'm hearing and from uh the grapevine and all of this, that it's going to go down even further this fall so, wow. free agency, yeah, yeah, free agency so may really have to take up. So, people really
2: are for, a, the people are really for ahead. the players kneeling then that you've talked mm-hmm. to? That's good, because huh? I I think it's so stupid that they made a rule that they can't kneel, because I don't, it's free speech, and I don't see what's exactly. wrong with them exercising their free speech on the field. It's a silent protest, and it doesn't really bother anybody, so I don't see what the problem is. It
0: bothers Donald
2: Trump. So, I, I do well, yeah, you know, but I just, I don't, I don't see it. But Donald Trump talks about a lot of things, and you never know where he, he's coming from with anything. So
0: it's, he, he, it's, just, it's he's
2: constantly bringing up things. Like there's, well, hey, it's a distraction. Didn't he the Philadelphia Eagles from coming to the White House?
0: Yeah, he disinvited them. And you know what?
2: He didn't. They did terrible. Not, I've never heard that before. He
0: disinvited them. He said, do not come. And they didn't come. Oh, and And the thing is, yeah, and the thing is, they didn't do anything. They were not a part of kneeling. They didn't take a knee. They didn't do anything.
2: Right.
0: He just disinvited right. dis- them. that why he
2: said that? Because huh? of the kneeling issue? Is that why well, he disinvited them, because of the kneeling issue?
0: That that he thought they kneeled. They were disrespecting him, but they did not kneel. This particular team did not kneel. Maybe it was some of the other teams. Right. But he took... Yeah, but... Uh, And he went going around saying that they kneeled uh, during the, during the anthem or something like that. And plus they did not, they did not, but he disinvited them. As if he owns the white house is if it's all race. (laughs) He's, 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 he's he's a racism. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's against black people, uh, yellow people, blue people, immigrants, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, this guy, if it doesn't look like him, he doesn't uh, care,
2: Sounds and like Republican. you're
0: talking about football, and uh, th- this is just awesome. I mean, this is just, uh, just awful what we're going through today. And I love football, and I'm and I'm going to be the one of those who are uh, boycotting, you know, football because anything sure. that Donald Trump touch touches, and anybody that's close to him, they they. You know, it's not good. Anything he touches, uh, wow. I, I can't believe he's meddling in in something that's none of his business, and it's racism.
2: That's too bad. That's sad. That's mm-hmm. a sad day in history
0: yeah. is what it is. Yeah, well. All right, the, continue to talk about – did you write a book on this? On the free on agency? free agency in pro football? I did, yeah. yeah. I wrote about
2: the legal yeah. history of the free agency movement – because it's very, mm-hmm. it's a very fascinating legal history. That it, it started mm-hmm. in the 70s when the players were totally locked in and they couldn't leave a team, even though they didn't have a contract with them for life. And they were making at the time so little money that they had to go and get second jobs, things like that. It was so bad. And they actually won that case in the court system, the Court of Appeals, but the players gave away their right to free agency. They won total free agency, and they gave it away in the collective bargaining agreement for money and benefits. So they went. They got tied down again by the shackles of restricted player movement, and then in the 90s they fought again in the court, the players, and successfully won the right to free agency again the second time, this time with the trial by jury in the Court of Appeals. And they in the court in the district court system and they gave it away again. in the Reggie White case It's called the class action for a substantial amount of money. This time it was like two hundred fifty million dollars was a class action settlement mm-hmm. for them to get paid off to give up free agency. So now they're restricted again by four seasons this time, not by like we used to be all of them were restricted. Thirty seven were restricted in the 80s and it used to be all were restricted in the 70s. Now they're all restricted for four seasons, and then they can become unrestricted free agents, which is what we hear a lot of talk about today is the free agents yeah. um, that are out there right now. That, that's where it comes to play.
0: So basically, you wrote this book to try to explain to those who do not know what free agency is to explain to, to folks out here what it is all about.
2: Correct. Right. And the legal history of it. That that book goes into Mm -hmm. legal history in great detail. And it's written legalese, but I think the average reader can read up to the legalese because I know before I went to law school, I could read legal stuff just fine. So I wrote it intentionally up knowing the reader can handle it. And it, but it's not written yeah. too badly. It's it, it's it's not like those archaic court cases with the way they're written. It's nothing like that. But it's
0: <laughs> okay. It's
2: it's definitely okay. written. with a legal case of mine. But the new book I'm putting out this June, that's coming out at the end of this month in June, is a book about pre-agency and the NFL. And that book is just a generic book about pre-agency that isn't so legal. And it's only nine ninety nine, so it's pretty cheap too. With the other one, is like twenty nine mm-hmm. ninety nine because it's a legal legal book. So it's a much better book for an average reader to read if they just want to learn about free agency in total in general. And it's only 100 pages. Yeah. It's a real fast read and it's a good read.
0: Of course, of course, it should be a good read because if there's a lot of people out here who love football. I mean, they just devour football. You know, I mean, it, right? It, and they're they're always trying to find. You know, free, I think I've always known what free agency was because I, I I'm also a football lover and uh, whatever sports you you're into you're gonna try and learn as much about it as you can because it it's great when you're in a sports bar and you and everybody's having a conversation you want to be sitting there knowing what you're talking about <laughs> you're no-
2: right <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I I've been on the end of that. In a, in a sports bar or something, everybody's talking about sports and the the, the intricacies of it and all of that. And I'm sitting there just because I don't know. <laughs> but now, <laughs> but now you know, with uh, books like yours and you know, and really being into football, I can you know hold my own in a conversation, and I think that's what people uh, uh, want to do.
2: That's that's why I wrote the book because I thought people would be interested in it that are NFL yeah. buffs, fans, um, people who are also interested in freedom movements, uh, legal issues mm-hmm. that have come up, labor relations issues that come up are, yeah. are a side yeah. group too that might be interested in the book. But it's what it's interesting to me though is what makes me a little nervous is the NFL used to argue that competitive balance would be thrown with free agency. That that the players would flock to the big city teams, and and they would they would the small markets yeah. would lose. That hasn't been found to be true in statistics. In statistics, there was less, there was more, Super Bowl domination by a few teams with pre-free agency, than there is now with free agency. So it hasn't been found statistically. But what I have noticed. Is a trend that the teams themselves are cutting players who are free agents because they have to pay them more money, and they're bringing yeah. in newbies. Mm. And that it, exactly. it kind of made me sad because it's—I it, feel sorry for the veteran players, and I wonder where this is where this is heading, because it, I don't like to see that that trend that was what I see in the industry today.
0: Yeah, that that bothers me. I mean, you get to know a player; a player is doing his job on the field, and suddenly. The owners realize they have to pay this player a little bit more money, so instead of doing that, they trade the player (laughs) for two or three other picks.
2: There's a lot of that going on, which is funny because that's controlled by the NFL. So, their argument about competitive balance is obviously not a valid argument. Clearly, it's just about money, it's It's about money down to, yeah, Yeah. right, and that. And that's what it is about for the players, too. Is the players will argue that it's about the freedom movement itself, and it's about yeah. freedom, and they want the right to freely market themselves. But the truth is it's about money because they don't make enough money when they're locked in under these contracts. They make like $8 million more as free agents, and that's a conservative estimate, than they make when they're restricted agents. So it's really when they're only playing an average of 3.3 years in the NFL yeah. and to begin with, and they're only making 2.75 million as a norm, the free agency issue is very important because they don't have a long life in the NFL and they need to get as much money as they can while they can and play for a quality team and then and then go out and try to conquer that real world that's out there later yeah. after they get done yeah. with a football career, which is an impossible comp- conquering of. of that think they have a challenge in the NFL, wait till they get out of the NFL, mm-hmm. then they really have a challenge mm-hmm. that's going on in real life again.
0: All right, Jody Woodruff, Woodruff on the George Wilder Jr. Show. How is your book? How are people reacting to your book?
2: Really positively, I've heard a lot of very good mm-hmm. comments from the people who read it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say it's very enlightening. They didn't know this was the case in the NFL, so they, yeah. by reading it, they're learning about this the whole issue of what's going on in the NFL, where all these strikes have come yeah. from, lockouts have come from, and they're very yeah. surprised by it. So I get a lot of surprise, a lot of comments of surprise mm-hmm. from yeah. people who say that they just they didn't realize it was that bad in the NFL until they read the book.
0: Oh yeah, it's 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 bad, but I I do recommend yeah. the book because it's something that I, I think I would enjoy reading also, you know, and uh, and if, especially if you're a sports fan out there, if you if you're a sports fan out there, make sure you go and pick up this book, Judy. Where can we find it?
2: It is at Amazon.com, and you mm-hmm. you can also find it on my website, which is Free Agency Pro Football.
0: Wow, that's great do you do you actually know any football players
2: i do i talk to football players all the time and i talk okay. to agents all the time to get their two cents on the free agency issue agents two are mixed cents. some of them are fully totally for it some of them are actually against free agency which makes me wonder about where they're coming from because they're not ripping the players yeah. in those cases yeah all the players i've talked to are for free agency obviously they all want to have that freedom to negotiate the, to the highest bidder contracts so mm-hmm. I do I do get a mix of of all their feedback, and I talk to players all the time. Players trying to get in the NFL, players trying to get in the CFL, players trying to get in the indoor football leagues, things like that. They, a lot of them come to me because they see free agent and they think they're a free agent, so I can get them placed somewhere, which I do try to get them placed. And, I, and I've helped one get to college recently, and I've helped some oh, get placed beautiful. in like indoor leagues, things like that. So, yeah, so they can yeah. get paid. Because I want them to get paid and then, then get some exposure so they can get out there and play, hopefully for the NFL someday. It's, it's my dream for them that, that I hope that they can get to the NFL. So I do a oh, lot of work the players. Oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you're beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, I, I that's love it. I, great. I, that's, I go to sleep at that night wonderful. happy every night because yeah. I know I'm doing good by, by the players.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Making the world a better place.
2: Yep, I I just described myself to one player today. Asked me, what exactly do I do with free agency? And I said I'm kind of a cheerleader of the free agency issue for the NFL because yeah. I kind of every day I put out yeah. these motivating messages to players
0: yeah. to go for
2: yeah. to shoot for the sky for free agency things like that. And exactly. I will direct them to my yeah. website. And so, I'm kind of a, a cheerleader of the free agency issue. I kind of stand on the sidelines and root the players <laughs> you- on.
0: Yeah, you sure are. Uh, Jody Woodruff on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Tell us one more time where we can find your book. Give us a website and uh, all of that good stuff.
2: Sure. It's Free Agency and Pro Football, and it is at the Amazon.com uh-huh. website under Jody J. Woodruff. And Jody Woodruff is fine to research your okay. or Free Agency and Pro Football. Okay. It shows up. It's the only book in the market, mm-hmm. so it's pretty easy to find. And then you can find it on my website, which is freeagencyprofootball.com.
0: Oh, all right. I want to thank you for being on the show. I'm going to send you a link later to this show. So, so you can put it on your website and people can come by your website and hear you on this show. So you don't have to keep repeating yourself everywhere you go.
2: Oh, girl, that's not, I, I don't mind it at all. I, I love talking oh, about okay. free agency. I could talk about it all like right. all day and all night. <laughs> I see, you
0: You pretty well versed on it, you know, <laughs> you really yeah. are.
2: Oh, I am. Uh, I've sure. worked really hard to study research it, so I, I yeah, have become yeah. kind of, a, a pseudo-expert on it because of the, my research I had to do for it. I've, and I've done it over a long period of time. I did it in law school for two years, yeah. then I put it down, and then yeah. I picked it back up again and researched it for two more years and put together a formal yeah. digest of the cases, which has never been done before. So I do I do have kind of an expertise in the area just by by the fact that I've been doing this for so long.
0: Is there another book in the works?
2: There is. It's called NFL Free Agency and that one's due out at mm-hmm. the end of June. I'm I'm right now it's it's out. I have it in my hands, but I'm having people proofread it and they're finding mistakes, so I have to fix these mistakes and then put it out again. And then it'll be out for good.
0: All right. Good well, luck to you. I mean, typos
2: have, have happened. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean uh, okay, you, you have got some you. books on Amazon you got some books on Amazon with a lot of typos and grammar errors that people are charging yeah. big bucks for. <laughs> Yeah, All right, well, Judy Woodruff. Well, I'm
2: catching mine.
0: Okay, Judy Woodruff on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Um, it's been fun. It's been great. You guys go out there and get that book, and hopefully we can talk again. Bye-bye.
2: Okay, great. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks for inviting me. You too. Me.
0: Bye. No problem. All righty. Judy Woodruff on the George Wilder Jr. Show.
7: This is what I call freedom. you feel the space break away
8: been firmly established. And for those that are regular viewers, we've talked about this with many medical experts, that there's a firm mind-body connection. Yes. To make a long story short, your stress levels go up, your cortisol levels go up. That can break down your immune system, lead to all kinds of health problems. And Kathy's talking about some of the physical discomforts. This is something we were talking about before the show, Lisa, that you've known people that, that have suffered the torment from being bullied in the workplace, and it did translate into sometimes very debilitating physical ailments. Exactly.
4: I was actually talking to a an elementary teacher yesterday. Wow. Uh, Mm -hmm. She had been an elementary teacher for 22 years and she had been bullied right out of her job and she is currently suffering with uh, ovarian cancer and she asked me if I thought that the cancer was related to the bullying and I said to her our bodies have a way of responding to Mm -hmm. the negativity in many ways and that I would not be surprised if the stress associated with the bullying was connected in some way now I don't have the medical evidence but I know that when you are being bullied in the workplace it does affect you not only physically but mentally I know of individuals who would literally vomit when they got to oh, their, their workplaces because they couldn't handle That's the thought of going into the workplace. Even sadder is the fact that I have been talking to individuals who have considered suicide. That's devastating. So this is the, why it's, it's so important to talk about it, this it's issue. It's very important. Something else that Kathy said that I yes. think it's something we all need to
8: mourn for is the fact that people like Kathy at that time lost her entire mission as to what she was even working for. In this case, the children. There's so many jobs out there and and even the teacher that you're talking about, these are young kids in in need of attention, in need of dedicated workers. So if you happen to be working at a job that requires sort of a, a, a mission as a as a focus to what you're doing that could be something valuable lost in the middle of it in the middle of the toxic environment
4: of workplace exactly. bullying exactly And in, in my own situation because the experience became so negative so toxic i began to and i struggled to go to work you know i would i would drive a half an hour and i would just cry you know and just ask god just give me the strength to make it through this day but what kept me going was the fact that there were other individuals in the workplace who are suffering a lot more than I and I began to turn my focus to those individuals and so I tried to create a healthier to workplace. help them yes it's very positive yes because it's important for us to to remain as positive as we can and the only way that we can really do that is to make sure that we have a, a good support system our families, our friends, and also professional help. And there's necessary. also some, there
8: are also some proactive measures that people can take that are being bullied, and that's something we also have to get yes. to. But let's first go to Emily on line four. Hello, Emily. You're on the line.
5: Hi. Hi,
8: Emily. Go ahead.
5: Okay. So I was um, going through workplace bullying for a year and a half. And as a result, I was actually fired. Uh, wrongfully dismissed Uh, when I asked am I being why am I am I actually being fired and he said yes he could even tell me I was being fired and um, I asked him why he said well it's for the best of the uh, two other people in this office it was an office of eight people Um, like I said a year and a half of bullying I It was a non-profit organization where I was actually driven and I'm a work-driven individual who enjoys helping others. So driving to work every day, singing, going on my way to work, it changed into um, uh, actually I was terrified of going to work. Um, I would actually have uh, heart arrhythmias, which I'm having now as a result of that. Asthma attacks just came on me. I never took a sick day, and then all of a sudden became so ill with...
8: Emily, Emily, how are you doing now? As a result of that experience, how do things resolve for you?
5: I had to take the lawyer. The lawyer told me, ma'am, you've got every reason um, that it shows here that they have not given you a reason. From everything that you've told me, you were wrongfully dismissed, and you have, as a result, you have a case here. Um, As a result of that, they didn't even want to, in my record of employment, say that I was, uh, they wanted to put fire without cause, which you don't even get E on. Emily,
8: did you, did you eventually fight it or are you in the process now?
5: Oh yeah, no, the lawyer fought it for me because he was an expert in wrongful dismissal, mm-hmm. so he was able to fight it for me, um, get me a letter of a reference from the employer as well. Wow, uh, good. Make, Making sure that it's positive, not only written, if, if, they, if someone were to call that well, this would... This ended well for you, Emily? Um at the point I'm still looking for a job. Um yes, I really don't want to use him as a reference. Yes. Um, uh, at the same time it's it's I'm on EI. Um mm-hmm. I so the wrongful dismissal it did help because I was able to actually um the unemployment office was actually able to contact them even though the agreement was that they put reason for leaving Cain. Emily, we're going to
8: have to move along now because of the time issue, but I'm so glad that you called in. Obviously, Emily fought here, Yes. and it, it worked out. And Emily, I want to wish you all the best, and hopefully you'll pick up a job soon. But there's lots to talk about here again, and what people can do, because this is something that you address. For instance, even documenting yes. um, when you're abused, the times, um, the, the events, in case something um, becomes worse. But I'm also curious on the severity of the abuse, because it can be slow and insidious, but then you get ones, like Sam, that that was out of character, and it just happened suddenly. But at the same time, it really shakes you up, which leads to our discussion about workplace bullying. Dr. Lisa Barrow is with me. You heard about this wrongful dismissal yes. case just before the break. And unfortunately, you were telling me during the break that this is happening and it's something that's ongoing. But my biggest concern here is we're living in harsh economic times. So does this make put victims and even potential victims more in a, in a very um, negative position of, putting up with a bully in some cases for fear of losing their job and having to be left out in the cold in,
4: in such an economy. Yes, definitely with the economy the way that it is, people are not, well, they haven't been overly open about bullying to begin with. They're not going to want to put themselves in a situation where the bully, especially if the bully is his or her boss, in a situation where the person can be fired, terminated because the organization is downsizing and so a a lot of individuals do end up losing their jobs and it's couched under while downsizing or restructuring what have you and so this is why it's important for laws to be passed to protect employees from bullies in the workplace so that employees know that they have some recourse now this is leading yes. up to something very yes. important that we're going to be discussing very
8: shortly, and that is, though, if you live in Ontario, because Bill 168, and you pointed this out to me, Lisa. Bill 168 is um, it, is actually before; it, is, it's being discussed right now, and you're actually giving a presentation about it, or have you done so already?
4: My plan is to give to a give a presentation, presentation next week.
8: It's open to yeah. public hearings for awesome. next week. Yes. Okay, so we're going to be telling you more about this bill shortly, but first, let's go to Romeo on line 5. Hello, Romeo, you're on the line.
5: Christine, I have noticed over the years that people have been coming up with complicated answers to simple questions, Mm -hmm. to simple problems. Okay, go ahead, Romeo. What you need to do, you approach the manager or the supervisor, not as an enemy, but in a friendly way and to say that sir or whoever...
8: We're going to be telling you more about this. The polite approach can go a long way and I have heard it in the past that when you confront the bully in a polite way sometimes it goes away but not always Romeo and I'll give you a quick story before we go back to Lisa about this. Years and years ago, now we're looking at a lot of years ago, at least maybe 18 years ago, and this happened at Concordia University. My uncle was shot at Concordia. He happened to be in the wrong department, visiting the dean at the time, wrong place at the wrong time. But this man, Fabricant, who's still in jail, he was actually one of the biggest bullies. He was upset as to how he said the university was treating him. So what he did is that he kept on threatening co-workers, he was threatening the dean, and one day he snapped and he just started shooting people like crazy. My uncle wasn't even working in that particular department. He was a civil engineer, another type of an engineer. But this is just a case of how workplace violence and bullying can get. We weren't dealing with a person here who would would, um, listen to reason. This was a person that was terrorizing that community for a long time, and unfortunately, that's sometimes the case, Lisa. This Sam, for example, and I'm not remotely comparing Sam in, in Lisa's book to Fabricant, but this man snapped and he just held you l- like, like, a, like a serpent and just wrapped his arm around you and shook you basically because he happened to ha- lose control of himself at that time. There are people with a temper, people who snap, people who get violent and terrorize people. And if you can just give us a couple of comments about that, what do you do about this kind of a bully?
4: Well, first of all, approaching a person... Politely and, is talking, the way to go, is, is the number one way is, to go. It's the right way to do Yes. It. You know, you want to talk to the person oh. because maybe there's a misunderstanding. I'm a firm believer you give people the benefit of the doubt. But if you notice that the... Sometimes I cut people off.
0: Client, I mean, let me repeat that because the music was going. Giuliani said of Avalonati's client Stormy Daniels, Avalonati's client Stormy Daniels, and I'm quoting, if you're going to sell your body for money, you just don't have a rep- reputation. Giuliani is just a dumbass. I mean, and now Avalonati is calling for, is calling for, um, Giuliani to be fired. Trump is not going to fire Giuliani because Trump feels the same way. But Giuliani is a pig. Uh, it seems like at times he's instead of representing Trump, he's trying to actually send Trump to jail. You know, because this guy is he, he, he's wild. He's a lunatic. He's embarrassing. He's embarrassing to Donald Trump, to Trump's administration. And he's also embarrassing to America. Just like his boss he is. So. I don't know how far this is going to go. She might sue. She might try to sue uh, Giannani for defamation of character. I think she may have something there uh, saying if you if you're going to sell your body for money, you just don't have a reputation. That's basically a general station, a, a general lies uh, statement because. Basically, speaking to all people out here, all people who are sex workers, prostitutes or who sell their bodies for money, basically Rudy Giuliani said, "All of you do not have a reputation, you know. All right, the article goes on to say, Stormy Daniels' lawyer Michael Avenatti went after Rudy Giuliani uh, for calling the attorney for uh, calling the attorney for President Donald Trump an ab- absolute pig for comments Giuliani made about his client Stormy Daniels also known as Stephanie Clifford he goes on to say uh, Mr. Giuliani is an absolute pig for making those comments he's basically stating that women that write as I just got through saying women that engage in adult film industry or other forms of pornography don't have reputations and are not entitled to respect and he goes on to say, "I certainly hope that we are not going to to reach a place where Rudy Giuliani is going to be the police that is going to decide which women deserve respect or not. His comments are piggish, they are outrageous, especially in today's in today's day and age and he should be fired immediately by the president. He added, and if the prayer hymn as his personal attorney and condones this behavior, I think it's disgusting and it, it's an outrage. And Donald Trump himself probably should be impeached. But, you know, I think he's got uh, a warrant to say this. I think he, I think he uh, absolutely right to say this, but Donald Trump is not going to fire Rudy Giuliani, even though Rudy Giuliani, as I've said earlier, or into the show is just an absolute ass he's an absolute fool and uh, I think he's making them making Trump look worse than what Trump already looks and that's you know you never thought that could happen someone making Trump look worse than than what he already is uh is Rudy Giuliani is totally 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 and uh Avenatti is saying you know he should be fired but that's not going to happen you know Avenatti was responding to comments Giuliani made while attending the Globes Capital Market Conference in Tel Aviv when Giuliani was asked about Daniel's alleged alleged affair with his President Donald Trump in 2006. Avenatti uh, doubled down on his response to Giuliani's bold statement on Twitter Wednesday night saying that he would put Daniel's character up against Giuliani's any day of the week. But the point here, does Avenatti have, ha, have enough to take Trump down? Obviously, he doesn't. I mean, earlier when he would go on these talk shows on cable, I mean, he made people think there was some sort of tape or DVD. He made people think there was more stuff coming, that, was, that there was, it was all out there. And now nothing. Obviously, he, he couldn't find a judge to, you know, to, that was side with him in deposing Donald Trump. And this is just, I mean, I think it's a setback. I, I think he's just, I mean, if you've been following uh, Michael Avenatti, he's been, for the last two or three months, maybe longer. He's been making the media rounds. I mean, this guy has been all over cable news on every damn show <laughs> that there is on cable news. Suddenly he's not so visible anymore because the judges, uh, the federal judges are not giving him what he wants. Uh, and he's uh, So he's waiting for some judge to say, give him what he wants and give him what he needs. And that is... Uh, anything that will take Trump down. I don't think he's going to take Trump down by himself. I think he's going to need more than Stormy Daniels to take Trump down, even though I think it's enough because Trump's sexual misconduct has outweighed anything that Bill Cosby has done or anything that they say Morgan Freeman has done or or, or even uh, Harvey Weinstein. Trump is the biggest sexual predator out there. Remember the Hollywood, uh, the 2005 Hollywood, uh, uh, Access Hollywood tape where Trump literally said, uh, grab them by their pussy, they let you do it because you're a celebrity. And there's so many women came out uh, to uh, blast Trump. But obviously Trump and his lawyers got to these women and gave them money, paid them off and, and told them to sign, told them to sign at this. In disclosure, disclosure agreement means, it means, well, they're going to sign this contract or this form or this agreement saying that they will not say anything about an affair or sexual misconduct that they uh, uh, received at the hands of Donald Trump. It's all hush money that Donald Trump has been paying to a lot of these women, 20 women, hush money. There's some women are saying that they want to get out of that that, uh, disclosure agreement because they want to feel free to talk. But if they talk, they may have to pay Trump a million dollars. If they break this agreement or contract or whatever it is, disclosure agreement, they will have to pay Trump uh, a million dollars, you know. So there's all kinds of incentives for these women not to talk now. But Stormy Daniels is out there. She wants to get out of her disclosure agreement. Because she's saying, well, Trump didn't sign it, so there's no agreement. But somehow they still aren't able to take Trump down. I'm thinking Robert Mueller is gonna do it. Trump thinks Robert Mueller is gonna take him down. <laughs> he does, he really does, because he's lying. I mean, he's trying to pardon himself. He's still thinking about pardoning. And there's people are saying on both sides of the aisle, if Trump tries to pardon himself, he will be impeached. As I was talking about on the show uh, yesterday, Trump was saying that he could pardon himself. I'm pretty sure you've heard it if you're following. Uh, Trump said that he could pardon himself. Now, why would anybody say that if they were not truly guilty? If you have to pardon yourself, it means that you're going to jail for something uh, you did when you say you didn't do it. So uh, Trump is, he's just so unorthodox as a president. I mean, he is just just so bad in every way for America. So in every way, this guy is so bad. The NFL, the I mean, if he can get Away with meddling into the NFL on race uh, on racism, he's gonna try to meddle in all sports, baseball, basketball, you name it, soccer, hockey. This is just the turning point. We all know that the reason why he's has his fingers in meddling with the eagles the football team who had nothing whatsoever to do with the anthem did not kneel yet he disinvited them to the white house i'm hearing one of the reasons why because a lot of the players didn't want to come and a few was gonna so he just disinvited them all and he was upset with them for for um, kneeling uh during the national anthem which they did not And the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles uh, sent out a statement asking Donald Trump to stop lying on his team. Yeah, he sent out a statement saying, stop lying on my team. And he's right. The Philadelphia Eagles didn't do anything. And a lot of people forget one of the reasons why the players kneel national anthem, it has nothing whatsoever to do with disrespecting the flag, disrespecting the the anthem. It has to do with police-involved shootings around America, police shooting um, black teenagers in the back as they're running away from the cops, police shootings, police brutality, around America. This is what uh, they kneel for. But Donald Trump doesn't give a damn. He just wants his fingers in and I'm surprised that the owners, the owners bent to pressure by Donald Trump. Majority of them are Republicans anyway, right? So, you know, and they want to You know, I don't know. Their majority of them are Republicans anyway. So, you know, but it's still done for the players. And as I was telling my guest, yeah, a lot of people say they're going to boycott the game, not watch it, not go. But, you know, you're going to have you're going to always have diehard football fans. They're going to because they just love the game. But, hey, wow, there's always college football. (laughs) There's always college football. But the nFL i mean it's it, 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 it's america's it's one of the premier top sports in America over baseball hockey um even the nFL it's football I'm a crazed football fan, you know so but I do know but by by being an african American, I'm on the side of the players, and I feel that if he's discriminating against the players because he's black, he's discriminating Discriminating against every black person in America and maybe even around the world. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We will be right back. Let's see. Okay, whatever. Nice. All righty. All righty. Welcome back to the George Walter Jr. show. And I want to say to everybody out there, make sure you vote blue. We need to take this country back. We need to do something uh, radically, radical. Uh, we need to march. We need to march every. I know this is not going to happen because it's unreal. It's you know, it's it's not workable. But if we could, we should march on Washington every. Saturday, every week, every Saturday, every Sunday, every anytime we feel that we ought to do this. And there's no doubt about it. The Republicans don't give a damn how how many times we march. But I do know Trump does not like protesters. He does not like to be protested against. That gets under his skin if he has any skin, you know. So it, it just. We have to do something. Trump is mean. He's nasty. He's vile. He's a racist. And it doesn't matter that he released this woman from from prison because we know he did it to try to convince America, Americans that he's not a racist. Trump don't care crap about this woman he just released, who is African-American. He just want he's trying to change the narrative. That's what he's doing. He's trying to change the narrative. We all know that Donald Trump is good at changing the narrative. He's good at distracting us from one scandal to the next. And that's all it's been. It's been one scandal to the next, one lie to the next lie and to the next lie until until he has accumulated over 3,000 lies since he's been in office. It's more than that if if you add in the lies that uh, he's told while not being president. Some people say going back to his youth. You know, I've heard that. And I mean, that's possible. I mean, anything's possible with this guy. And I do believe it. <laughs> you know? uh, and then there are some people who say, well, Donald Trump actually believes what he says. And I believe that. I mean, every time Donald Trump lies, I actually think he believes what, he, what he's his lies. I think he believes them because he tries so hard to convince us believe his lies telling us to investigate this and investigate that and then you know congress investigates they find nothing the department of justice investigates they find nothing and later on trump admits that he lied and then he goes on to lie about something else and then he lies again Uh, i cannot believe anything this guy says and i i I do not want him on my TV. I don't want him in my living room. I don't want him in my studio. I don't want his face nowhere uh, on my television. I pay for the television. I bought it. I I set it up. (laughs) I don't want him on my TV, period. Even if I have to go without watching the news or finding out what's going on, I don't want him on my television. He's not welcome in my living room. He's not welcome in my home. That's that. (laughs) And somebody out there, make sure you tell him that, uh, that he is not welcome in my home. But you know what? Trump doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care. He just wants to hold on to power and not go to jail. He will do and say anything to hold on to power and not go to jail. He thinks he's King Trump. He's Emperor Trump. Trump cares About no one except for Donald Trump and that's a fact and that's real he cares about no one not you not me not your child not your grandmother not your elderly uh, father-in-law or elderly mother-in-law Trump cares nothing about no one this is why we have to stay firm stay up stay positive Stay engaged and vote blue. Heaven
7: help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the roses bombs begin to fall and never saw heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day heaven help the white man if he turns back away heaven help the man who kisses kicks the man who has a cross
0: positive, smile, (laughs) drink water, and remember to vote blue. Tell everybody you know to get out there and vote blue. We have to take our country away from these scoundrels and thugs and criminals in office. All right. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Bye-bye. Join me next week. We're going to uh, we're going to be off a few days, but we'll be back Monday, 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 four days a week, folks. Six to seven thirty, maybe eight o'clock. The George Wilder Jr. Show is off the air. Thanks, everybody.